0: the blind community and at the mall of america <laughs> okay <laughs> like it's like it's like every day i wake up i have to, i go i normally start work at 10 a.m and i work until like 9 p.m so i normally wake up around 6 get dressed eat breakfast this blah, blah, blah. hop on the light rail train from nine at nine get to work at like 9 45 get get ready for work and you mean at work more like get re- get learn what rides are open learn what 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 we're selling that day, get up to the cash register, open my desk, and then I'm pretty much there until like nine. And then I the desk closes the mall because the mall closes at nine, okay. and then I and then on my way, train ride home, I listen to a podcast or go, and I go on my Facebook or you yeah, mean, right. I pretty much live on Facebook on the way on my way home from work, or at work. Okay, okay.
1: Okay. Okay. It will come it will come to you, my friend. It will come to you when the time is right.
0: Mm-hmm. You understand. <laughs> You're always working all time.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. That's a good point. Um, okay. So I'm ready to start in 10 seconds, my friend. Okay. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to LVB Show. My name is Alvaro, and I'm very happy to be with you tonight. Okay, before I introduce our guest, like always, I want to say thank you so much to people listening from the United States. We have listeners in Canada, in Australia, in Africa, in South America, in Europe, of course. In Asia, we have listeners as well. And well, tonight we're going to talk to a good friend, um, Dustin. I, um, You know, he's from Minnesota. He's a visual impaired guy. He's in his 20s. And he does a lot for the community. He does a lot promoting good stuff about blind and visually impaired people. I think he's a great advocate, to be honest with you. And he studies, he work. He has done so many things at so early age. You know, he's very young, but still, you know, he has a lot of energy. <laughs> and he's very positive and he's very honest. Okay. And I want to say publicly, thank you, Dustin, for promoting my podcast when you don't know me. You know, and, 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 and I was blown away the first time you sent me a message on YouTube saying, hey, you should be on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. And I said, ah, I think Dustin is, is quite right about that. Let me take a look at that. And, and I made it happen more than a year ago. And it's been great. The audience is certainly growing. And... And he's absolutely right for blind and visually impaired people going into Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Anchor or any of those platforms is easier because you can block your phone and have your screen locked and be able to listen to that as you are walking, running, doing any activity. While if you are on YouTube only, the problem is that you have ads on there and it's a visual stuff and you cannot block your screen. And so if less convenient for the community. And you cannot download the episodes as you can on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and elsewhere. So, Dustin, thank you for being such a great promoter of my show. You're welcome. Dustin, um, I would like to start by knowing what
0: is the cause of your visual impairment. Um My vision, I don't know it right offhand, but I can tell you it's weird because I can see a lot of major things, but a lot of the small detail stuff I can't. Like when I'm at work, like what I can see the pizza place across the hall, like the glass, like for the pizza place and stuff, but I can't see the pizza behind the glass. So, like, a lot of, like, and then, and then and then the people behind the wall counter, I can see, like, okay, there's people there, but I can't see the detail of the people. So, like, to me, like, I can see a lot of big things, but a lot of further away you go, it's harder for me to see the details.
1: Huh, interesting. And and no one has diagnosed you?
0: What do you have? Um, Wait, let me look. I think I have, I have vision impairment. Through the state, I am considered... Through the federal government, visually slash legally blind, um, the state said I could literally sit at home, collect social security check, and volunteer, because they said my vision's that bad, and I could be getting two thousand, three thousand dollars a month, but from the state through social security slash SSI. Uh-huh. And but the issue, I'm like, I'm being, I tried that for two months. I'm like, I'm freaking bored. <laughs> I, I volunteer to all the places I can. I'm bored of those places already because a lot of the volunteer places, like, oh, feed my starving children. You put this rice in this bag and you make sure it weighs this much, and then you seal it and we can ship it to. And like, yeah, that's a good cause, but doing that every repeatedly every single day, you get bored of it. And like I and then then we had people that come in like every Sunday and they re, or every Saturday and they enjoyed it more because they were doing it on their day off of work. And they were coming in one day a week when I was there, like seven days a week and I got bored. So then I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? So I went to school for I.T. support at Hennepin Technical College. It's in Brooklyn Park and Brooklyn Park is a suburb of Minneapolis um, and then the reason why I chose Brooklyn Park is because it's a suburb full of single family homes, but it has public transportation that runs 24 hours in it. So I can, like, on my way to, so on my way to school, I can see all, all the beautiful homes and the trees. I got to see people going into Fleet Farm and Walmart and Target and Cubs and and then and then on my way to school and I guess see the grass and the snow and the little kids snowmen. And then and I can still get to school because of public transportation. Because here in Minnesota, we most of our neighborhoods are single family homes. And then people, low income people, rent rooms in those most of those people's homes. And then, you know, you just take some place like Metro Mobility or a bus, city bus, and you go everywhere you need to go. Now, Dustin, you say you studied IT support. Have you worked on that? Um, the hard part is I graduated like three months ago and everyone's getting laid off. <laughs> oh. So, um, like, if you go online and you type in lay- lay- layoffs in IT, you can see everyone getting laid off at Meta, everyone being laid off at Twitter, everyone being laid off at Facebook and Apple, and then in these big like states like Washington and California and they all can't afford rent anymore because they're laid off so then they come back home and a lot of them live here in Minnesota or from the Minnesota or the Midwest they come back home and they live with their parents and they take jobs here because when I go to interview the, a lot of them are honest hey we're not going to hire you because next the next interview is person who's been working at Apple for six years and we'd rather hire them because they have six years of experience. Dustin you are working now right? Yes I am. Where are you I working? I work at the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota. It's right next to the, the Minneapolis International Airport that you can you can you, you can fly to South America out of that airport to Kenya, Africa, out of that airport to um, Europe um, to a town called Amsterdam. I don't know where Amsterdam it is. But I know you can fly to Amsterdam in Europe. You can fly to Paris in Europe. That and that'd be Paris, France. You can fly out of it to London. You can even fly out of it to Japan, South Korea, and Vietnam. What do you do at that mall? So what so when like you walk into t- any major door and you and you on the first level and you take and you look to the right or feel with your cane to the right, you definitely should feel the counter. Uh, with you with your cane um there's gonna be an information desk and i work at the information desk so people i get people from japan i get people a lot of people most of my customers are from from like south america and they, <laughs> and, they and they actually flew to minneapolis minnesota to visit their family out in rural minnesota and then they're in town they want to go to the mall america so then, so then after that, so we have a lot of Spanish translator at the mall. So then sometimes I have to call a Spanish translator and they translate for me because I only know muchas mochas. That means good night, <laughs> and I can't say that to all, all my customers. <laughs> so um, so then I get translators. One of our, my favorite translators, her name is Denise, and she lives in South Minneapolis, and she's originally from California, and she's second generation. And her she moved here because the Minnesota because of more job opportunities for, for Spanish and all that people here. Mm-hmm. So then, then I call her over, hey Denise, I need a translator. And then she comes and she translates for me and I help them get rental carts, like strollers, electric scooters, buy Nickelodeon right. Universe tickets. I help them book their hotels. Um and I my job is just to make their life At the Mall of America, better because if people don't spend money at the mall or go Nickelodeon Universe, they don't. They don't. I don't get money. So,
1: (laughs) Dustin, two questions comes to mind. One is if if it's possible, of course, to to give us a sense of how much do you make? Because as you know, everybody I know tells me, "Yeah, I need a job," but they have to pay
0: more than minimum wage. You know. Oh, okay. I get paid fifteen fifty because the mall, they can't raise our wages any much because we get paid by the tenants paying rent. So if they charge us more, if they pay us more, they have to pay the tenants more rent. And then the tenants have to charge their customers more on on everything in the store. And then, you know, if we rent, raise the rent too high, the store won't able, be able to pay rent, and then the stores will go broke, and then we, the mall loses money. So at my job you just have to the, the highest we people get paid is 18 and that's like the people who fix the rides um i like my job even if i wish they'll pay me more but i know they can't pay me more because if they pay us more affects everyone else in the mall um because my mall is not a normal shopping mall my mall has a theme park in it my <laughs> mall, my mall is called my mall has shopping like course, course. My mall I work at has a food court, like two of them, because that's so many people. My mall has a hotel attached to, two hotels attached to the mall. One is the 4W, that's the high-end one. And there's the Radisson Blue, that's the low-end one. And they're both connected to the mall by skyways. So if you're staying there, you can walk through the skyways without even touching the earth outside to get into the mall. and then i have to know where 545 stores are and it's hard so i cheat and use google maps um because i can't remember where over 546 stores are. <laughs> yeah um and then people come up to me and they ask me questions and all that stuff and some days it's really hard because um some days like during like mea break slash spring break this week that's where like all the american schools get woohoo a small vacation yeah. And I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids coming to the mall. And sometimes for going through the lines take hours because we're understaffed. So um so then I am doing two persons job because there's because we can't find enough people. But I survive and I just do one customer at a time, drink my soda, and I just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and and in so let
1: me let me understand. If you calculate a month, how much are
0: you making? I may oh, I can t- exactly tell you. My last pay stub, I made 1,500 a month. Okay, okay. And I work full time. So I get my health insurance through okay. the mall, okay. I get my dental through the mall, that kind of stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, now, where are you living? You're living on your own, right? Yep. So last time I talked to you, I moved out of my parents' house because my parents moved to Florida to retire. Okay. So I no longer live in the suburbs anymore. I live in downtown Minneapolis in the LaSalle Plaza building. How much is the rent? $950 a month because I live in an old building that doesn't have parking, doesn't have a gym, and doesn't have a swimming pool. Because most new apartments in Minnesota now have an indoor swimming pool. So I live in a very old building that needs some updates, but I love it because I'm only paying $950 a month in rent and I like my neighbors because they all do retail jobs like me, so we can all we all can relate to each other and half my neighbors they know I have a disability and they don't judge me. So I love my building. <laughs>
1: Now, can you describe your apartment for listeners? How, how it's like?
0: Well, I am kind of a, like a neat freak. So I'm a little bit different than a normal person because, you know, my job, I'm used to having to organize everyone's lives. So, um, so when you walk, I live in a studio. So when, like, you walk into my apartment, to the left, there should be a bathroom with a washer and dryer, um, a sink, uh, a shower. I have a stand-up shower, like a bathtub slash shower mix, uh-huh. and then I have a a shower curtain with a picture of Zeus on it, like the god, Greek god, on it. Uh-huh. Um, and then and then if you keep walking in, there's a kitchen. I have like a I have an old gas stove with black handles on it. Blind people like it because you can actually my stove's very tactile. Okay. Um, I have a a, a silver sink you know those big ones you see on tv that look like can be can fit you can wash a, a small child in oh yeah 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 and then i have a dishwasher because most americans we go nuts if we don't have a dishwasher yes
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and then there is a a fridge you know those those two level fridge that's white with little clear shelves on it uh-huh i have one of those and my apartment doesn't come with a microwave so i went to if you if you read if you read about Target the the, gro- the Minnesota grocery store mm-hmm. I bought a red microwave from Target, and because my uncle owns a farm I have a lot of like in my fridge a lot of dairy products that he makes, oh. so and he in the summer he makes honey so um, I have his fresh made honey in my fridge, um, and then I have a fold in my apartment they gave me one of those in my living room next to my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know those beds that fold into the wall? Oh, yes. Uh, my apartment, they do that because when you have guests come over, you can fold your bed into the wall, and you have more space in your studio to nice. hang out with people. Right. And then and then because I'm in a studio, my bedroom and living room are one room. Oh. So, like, when guests come over, you can fold up your bed, and then you can put your table right where, right where your bed is.
1: Dustin, when it comes to rent,
0: your studio is cheap compared to other places, right? Yes, because in Minnesota, we're kind of a newer state. Uh So, like, we're building new apartments everywhere. Like, if you go to suburbs like Maple Grove, Brooklyn Park, Brooklyn Center, Plymouth, Wayzata, St. Louis Park. St. Louis Park is a big Jewish community. So, if you're Jewish, you want to live there because you'll fit in really nice. Um, Eden Prairie, Bloomington where the Mall of America is, Woodbury, like that in Shakopee, those are kind of the suburbs of Minneapolis. And a lot of them are, a lot of the homes have been built in the last 20 years. So 95% of the homes have been built in the last 20 years. So um, Minnesota is a very new state, but that's on my side. But if you go to the Saint Paul side of the river, that will be the east side of the river. It's going to be a little bit different because St. Paul, that side of the Minnesota, was built first when the settlements came. So some of those homes over there can be over 100 years old. But the Minneapolis side of the river where I live has been built in the last 30 years. <laughs> so yeah. I live in the very new side of the state where um, – to find old brick buildings is very rare. Like 95% of the buildings in downtown Minneapolis are beautiful glass reflective structures. <laughs> but if you go to St. Paul, that side of the river where Minnesota's capital is, you go to see a lot of old ancient 500, 600-year-old buildings made of brick. And their rents over there are going to be a little bit different because they live in like, that's an older part of the state compared to me. Where oh my building has been let, built in the last fifty years, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, it makes of, sense. It's because Minnesota they charge based on the newness and the in the n- 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 amenities that you come with it. So more new apartment uh-huh. building you get, it's going to have more amenities. So then you're charging more, you're you're getting paying more for rent because your building has more options.
1: Right, it makes sense. Now. How is
0: safety in your neighborhood? Um, my neighborhood, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Maybe I shouldn't. I have a lot of homeless people and people addicted to drugs in my neighborhood. But I don't have a lot of, sh- like, I'm going to rob you kind of crime. If you go more Bruh. towards St. Paul, if you go towards St. Paul, like, the where a lot of the more low-income people live because the buildings are older and more crumbly and all that stuff, you, they have more of shooting. But with me, they have more shooting, robbery, and that kind of crime in st paul but if you come more towards minneapolis you just have someone passed out with a needle in their arm in the street and you can just step right over them (laughs) um um, but it depends on the neighborhood too because if you go more by target center in downtown that's where more of the rich people live around the stadium and you don't have any of that if you go to us bank another stadium in downtown there's a bunch of rich people over there and you don't have that I kind of live in like the middle class. I kind of live in the middle class neighborhood of downtown, where where sometimes the homeless people, the drug addicts, the homeless people kind of flee to. But the good thing is they don't normally they leave you alone because unless you're trying unless unless you're stealing their drugs, or 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 trying to give them free drugs, they pretty much leave you alone.
1: Dustin, in terms
0: of technology, what do you use in your daily life? Um. Because I'm an IT nerd, I'm gonna be a little bit different than most people. I have an iPhone because the only reason why I have an iPhone is because my dad he upgrades his phone every year and he gives his old ones out for me out to his kids for free. So um, I am like, sure, Dad, I'll take this free phone from you. I'm not gonna <laughs> complain. So my dad. So I, you no, know, if I had to buy my own phone, I would more choose the Android side because the Android side gives you more flexibility and stuff. Because mm-hmm. iPhone, yes, because I have some vision. If you're completely blind, I would advise you to get an iPhone. But if you have some vision, I would say an Android because Android you can change how big your apps show. You you can. It's a little bit. If you have some vision, the Android gives you more flexibility to make it more accessible. But if you're completely blind, blind, I advise you just get an iPhone because you don't need, you don't care if the the the, the icons are two inches big because you don't. Yeah. See them. Yeah. Um,
1: Dustin, I wonder at work. You say you have to go into Google Maps and things like that. Does your vision help you for that, or you 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 need to do a lot of acrobacies and things, <laughs> strange things to to see the, the
0: map. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have to use, I have to be lucky on the, on the computers that work gives us. I can use the zoom magnification mm-hmm. built into the computer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, uh, the person might say I want to go to the West End Hotel over by the airport. I go mm-hmm. to Google Maps and type in West End Hotel and the Google Maps say, oh, you're here and the West End Hotel is here and when I'm doing that, and I'm explaining the guests, the crowd to the guests. That's when I use the the, the Windows Magnifier to zoom in on the map, and I can see the the streets more detailed. And then I can tell them, oh, when you're walking out this door, you want to take a left, and you should see a tree over here, and you should see this hotel over here, and this is where you want to cross. And and I can tell them because what you know what really helps and helps me cheat Google Street Live View, because because nothing. Um, and so then I can say, okay, if this person is walking live and I can see what everything around it is kind of live and I can say, oh, there's a crosswalk here and blah, blah, blah. I can explain that to my guest. And then a lot of times the guest will call back my desk. Hey, you, your advice worked. I got there in time or I got there earlier than I thought or I got there safer than I thought. So with my with my job, it's not about getting people rental strollers and getting them out of your line. You have to answer their questions. You have to help make sure they have the information you know so they leave the Mall of America feeling good.
1: Dustin, do you see yourself working there for a lot of years or do you say, "Eh, this is for now, but I'm going to find something else in the near future?
0: I'm kind of torn on that answer because if I live closer to work, I would stay there for a few years. But because it takes me 45 minutes to an hour one way to get to work and one way back, I'm trying to find if, if I find a job a little bit closer where I can just walk to work, I would take it. But for now, the mall's not bad. Um, I originally moved down here from Maple Grove to work at Nordstrom Rack in downtown, but then the riots happened and the store closed. So I'm like, oh god, I now I have a twelve month lease, what am I gonna do? I have to pay my rent, and Social is not enough to pay my rent, what am I going to do? So then I started, I applied for the mall, and I just take the train there every day.
1: Dustin, you know better than I do how the unemployment rate is big everywhere in this planet. I was talking to a person in Canada, and she was saying, no, I mean, maybe the U.S. has 70%. We may have even 90%. It's It's crazy. What do you think is happening, Dustin? Why
0: is so high everywhere in the world and how can that be changed? The issue is, I'm going to say it's businesses. I don't mean to be hard and cruel, but no. I, my, my mother used to be a manager at um, a health company called um, Alina here in Minnesota. Um, and she said the issue with a lot of managers, they rather hire a non site they want to hire a sighted person that can do the job three times quicker than a disabled person that counts that that does that pays them the same amount of money and does it slower. Because we tend if like you are on a fab tend if like you are um accountant for or um not accountant um you are a scheduler, right? And mm-hmm. you you can do three calls compared to a blind or visually impaired in that time compared to a visually impaired person who can do one call. So they rather pay $15 an hour to someone who can do three calls in 10 minutes than someone who can do one call in 10 minutes. Here in the United States, a lot of blind and visually impaired people don't know. It's all about businesses only care about money. So they rather hire someone who can go quicker and get things more done with less money. And the issue is blind and visually impaired people, it takes us longer to do things than a sighted person so it costs them. So when they hire us, it's actually, they're actually losing money. Because because um, when I went to go to my dentist's office, that lady who picks up that sighted lady who picks up the phone, she has to do three or four phone calls, pick up three or four phone, call, phone calls in 20 minutes or less. Boom, boom, how can I help you today? What appointments? These are the days are open. Okay, this is the day you want. Have a good day. Hang up. Next person who calls. Oh, I'm blah, blah, blah. How can I help you today? Oh, we have an appointment open for this day. Click, click, click. Oh, have a good day. And she hangs up. You mean, for us, that's going to take us maybe about 10 minutes just to do two. But for her, because she's cited in 10 minutes, she can go five or six clients. So the issue is we cost the company more money to hire than if they just hire a cited person that can do it quicker and do it faster and do it more productive. So that's the issue in the United States. It's all about money, and we make the company lose money because we're not as fast, and, and we're not as quick as some who's cited who can do double the work for lower pay.
1: Justin, in regard to that answer that you just gave me, uh, there is the other side of the, of the coin, if you wish. I know some blind people who say, of course, I cannot... Um, guarantee what they are saying is true or not Uh, as you can see it's impossible for me to know but they say we have our screen reader at 100 percent voice so it goes super fast and we are able to work as fast as a sighted person and we have to because if not we are not going to get hired so like they are saying the same as you dustin but they are saying it is possible for for us to go as fast as a sighted person. Again, I have no way of checking that out.
0: You know, I'm going to that- tell you, man, I'm going to start to say this. Conventually yeah. impaired people don't understand. Sighted people don't care. Sighted people like, oh, we have to pay for the screen reader. I'm going to rather hire this non-disabled person where we don't have to pay for the screen reader and save ourselves money. See, the issue mm. is what sighted people, with the visually impaired people don't understand it. I'm partly sighted, so i'm I can fit in the sighted world. And I'm sorry to say this, and I work for them all. And I can tell you is the only thing businesses care about is money. You're just a number. And if your number can do can 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 outperform another number and give you money, that's the only thing they care about. They don't care about improving the disabled community. They don't care about, Oh, let's make the world a better place. <laughs> they just want money, and it makes <laughs> sense because I'm telling you, man. The Mall of America, man. The, as much as it costed them to build, they can build a whole freaking Vikings or Packers stadium, okay. And then during COVID, when no one was shopping at the mall, they had they they went almost went out of business. And now, during definitely pre-COVID, the mall is trying to, like, we have to make up for all the debt and all the loans we still have to pay off. Mm -hmm. So now we have to hire as many people as the lowest price we can to to pay off our debts and still make profit. So the issue, man, is what, what a lot of people in the blind and visually impaired community don't know is these business people, they're not disabled. They don't have disabled children. Their children are healthy and have the best care because they have the money to, and they don't care about us. All these people think all oh, these business people—they will save us. All these politicians—they will save us and they will improve our lives. And we will—and all disabled people be treated fairly. Unless we burn some buildings down, they don't care.
1: <laughs> well, I love your That's honesty. I love your honesty, Dustin. You know because that's that's
0: important to say what you have inside. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, so that's important. Like Minnesota, a few weeks ago, a yeah. bunch of disabled people we pro we we went into the Capitol Rotunda and we protest because we wanted our PCAs to get paid better because they're only getting paid twelve dollars an hour. And who wants to be a PCA when they come to the Mall of America like me and just rent out rental carts and sell tickets and get paid fifteen fifty? So a bunch of people have been leaving the disabled disabled community careers, people that are not disabled, to join places like the Mall of America because of the pay. So a bunch of disabled people we protested at the Capitol like a few weeks ago to say, hey, we want better, we want our PCAs and stuff to have better pay, and we want better housing and stuff, and the, I can tell they listened because when like we stormed into the meeting room. And and like and like and like we demanded it. There's no way that they didn't see that. Good for you. We have to advocate always, wherever we are, we have yeah, to advocate and fight issue, for our lives. the yeah. issue with disabled people in America is we're like, Oh, we get social security and that's eight hundred dollars a month is we're better than people in Mexico or Latin America. Mm-hmm. Why why complain and cause trouble? Because other disabled people they get nothing and they're starving and they're Mm-hmm. Hungry and they're begging, mm-hmm. I and mean, here in the United States at least we get some Social Security money, and we're not starving and begging. So they're just thankful for Social Security, right. because if it was up to business people and sighted people, we would get nothing. So, so they were they're just happy. They're just so grateful to get that eight hundred dollars a month that they're like they're not they're not willing to risk that by fighting on the line for more rights and more demands.
1: Dustin, I I, I, I want to go into that in, in the sense that if someone is listening right now, maybe he's your age or maybe he's younger or maybe it's older and says, OK, I, I'm, I'm legally blind. Where should I look for work anywhere in the United States? Should I go to McDonald's or should I go to the foundation finding blindness or should I go to the NFB? Should I go to the Association of Blind Veterans? Where should I go to look for work?
0: I go. I I end up going. Be completely honest with you. I end up doing it by myself because I went to State Services for the Blind, and here in Minnesota at St. Paul. So if you see my post, you see. Oh, I went to St. Paul today. That's where I went. Um, and it's it's by the Raymond um train station. That be if that be the Green Line because the Green Line goes through St. Paul. Blue Line goes through Minneapolis. Um, I, I took the green line went to St. Paul and I said hey I want a job I want you to find jobs the issue with these those with those government organizations are they'll find you a job but you'll be clean plumbing toilets they'll find you a job but you'll be cleaning dirty office buildings they'll find you a job but it might be part-time cleaning vending machines I'm like I want maybe this me I want I'm more a little bit more ambition I'm like I want to do something better than that. So I'm like, I pretty much said, well, I guess if I want something better than that, I have to do this on my own. So that's what I did. I, I applied to the Mall of America by myself. Got the job there by myself. I got the Nordstrom Rack job by myself. I got made my McDonald's job before that by myself. I made fries. It was difficult because of my low vision, but I did it. And a lot of people liked it because I put perfect amount of salt on my fr- on the fries. Um I worked at I worked at Cub Foods as maintenance. I literally put light bulbs into cash cash register machine. I'm like, I might die doing this because I can't see all the details, but hey, at least my bills are getting paid. <laughs> um um I, I ran carts out in the cold because you don't hear Minnesota, we can get out down to negative thirty. <laughs> Oh. And and so when it was blowing and no one wanted to come to work, I showed up to work and I ran the carts from the outside to the building. Um and I knew that I'm disabled and I don't get a lot of job opportunities, so I'm going to take advantage of this all I can. Um and I just man, I just did it by myself because the state agencies, I'm happy they're there to advocate, but they kind but they kind of suck.
1: <laughs> Dustin, were you honest? Always with your resume and cover letter about your disability and in your interview? No, because
0: if you're honest with them, they're just going to discriminate you and say, nah, the job's just been failed. And if you go and check on their website two days later, they're still looking for jobs, applicants. So normally, what I do is I go on in an interview, and because my vision's just enough to be dangerous. So I can walk in because a lot of office buildings in the United States, they just copy each other. So a lot of our office buildings are cookie cutters. so yeah. once so so once you learn one, you can figure all the other ones out. <laughs> so so then so then I so then I walked in and I, and I could and I use my cane to get up to the floor or whatever, and then I go in, i I put my cane in my backpack and I just go over the interview, like pretend I'm like a sighted person. And then after my interview, after they go, they get to know my capabilities, that's when I lie. And that's when I tell the truth, like, hey, I have this disability and blah, blah, blah. And, and then then, I, then they'll see, okay, he was able to get here by himself. He was able to find the room by himself. He was able to do the interview by himself. And, and oh, wow, he's disabled. He, is, he can do a lot. And then there's a higher chance. Yeah, of course, 95% of chance they're going to discriminate against me and not hire me. But, but it still believes an impression. Wow, this disabled guy can do all this by himself. <laughs> because problem, if you walk in there right away with your cane, they're i me as a person in the sighted partly le- a little bit in the side community, they're going to be like, he's disabled, he can't do a lot. We'll just do the interview because, because the losses we have to, and they won't even take you seriously in the interview. I'm sorry, man, but that's the truth. Because like a lot of my coworkers at Mall America, when I first started, a lot of them didn't even know I was visually impaired, because they they thought it was weird because I had to look closer at the screen than everyone else. So they just <coughs> thought, one of my managers thought, "Oh, Dustin's just weird because he has to go an inch from the screen to look." <laughs> they didn't even think they didn't even think I was visually impaired <laughs> until until I told them, "Oh, I'm visually impaired," because most people in the sighted community they picture blackout or fully sighted. They don't don't see that there's a middle ground. And a lot of the times, like a lot of my coworkers at my first two months there, they thought Dustin was weird because he has his face two inches away from the computer screen. And no one really even asked me about it. It was one of my coworkers, Trent, he also has a vision issue. He came up to me, I didn't even know he had a vision issue himself, because I thought, okay, he's weird. He's looking two inches away from the screen. You yeah, mean I thought he was just another weird guy, <laughs> until he came up and texted me, "Hey Dustin, do you have a vision issue like me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do." And then after that, now I know that oh, there's me, Dustin Lindbergh, and there's Trent that lives in St. Paul and takes the bus to work every day. Um, we both have vision problems, and and then it makes then it makes me feel not alone at work now because now I know if I have a problem, I can text Trent. And then Trent can give me a solution. Hey Dustin, this is how I get around this at work. Dustin, what is your dream job? Oh my dream job, honestly me <clears throat> honest with me, if the state of Minnesota says, Hey Dustin, we'll give you we'll let you start in a non profit and we'll give you so many dollars and to create this non profit, I would do a housing initi- initiative. I would buy I would use that money to buy land and I would buy build housing for the disabled community because the issue is you can't go for centuries we've been trying to convince sighted people hire us hire us hire us hire us hire us and no one's yelling no one's listening and we're just yelling in the wind we're just yelling in the wind and the and no one's hearing us but the way to make change is like okay we have this much money we have this much funding Let's build better. Let's build better housing for for the disabled community. So then, at least we can be more comfortable. Because until someone's like Donald Trump's kid gets a disability, or Joe Biden's kid gets a disability, or Nancy Pelosi's gets a vision disability, nothing's really these big powerful people. Nothing's really going to change for us. Um, but what? But the one thing we do have the power to is to do the small things. Like, cool, I got this million dollar grant. I'm going to buy some land and build better housing for the disabled community. So instead of living in this basement of some lady's house, um, we can now afford to live in a, maybe a one-bedroom studio with a swimming indoor swimming pool and a fitness center, and it will just be for disabled people. Because Minnesota, we have apartment buildings just for disabled people, but the issue is there isn't enough. We need developers to come here and build more apartments just for disabled people. And um, and, then, and then, then I can improve the lives of 50 or 60 disabled people just by giving them a better place to live.
1: Justin, I see that you're very good on Instagram. Can
0: you tell us how do you use that application? Um, for me, I can see enough just to barely use it. So to me, I have to put the phone close to my face to see the photos but i can see the photos so the hard part is if you're blind or visually impaired like worse than me instagram's impossible to use so that's why in my captions i am i in my below the photos i put very detailed what i'm doing oh i bought this at this place at the mall this is what kind of drink is so then so then like you guys yeah you guys can't physically see the drink but you guys kind of know what i'm drinking Right, because because right. on Instagram it's very pain in the ass to add photo cap cap captions. So when I try, I'm like, oh my god, this takes like twenty minutes just to make one photo caption, and I still have like 20, 10 pictures to post. What happened at work today? <laughs> and also uh, the reason why I do Instagram is because I I only use Facebook for like people like you that I trust or my family that I trust. Mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want bazillions of people that I don't know to follow yeah. me. My- yeah. So what I yeah. do is I made it. I I made it after graduating from college, and I started activate activists more. I made uh I made an Instagram so people can see my the public side of me that mm-hmm. I want people to see without mm-hmm. seeing my family drama that I share on Facebook. Right, right, right. So because like like the the reason why I let you follow me on Facebook is because I know you better than you kind of know I know you because I snooped on you um and your life is very public um more public than mine so I kind of and then I read your posts about your business and all that stuff and I'm like god damn I wish I had more ambition because I could easily start something like that myself but the, it, the issue with me is I want to be in the sighted world as much as possible and sometimes it hurts me because I can't like I like when I was 16 I really wanted to drive a car Everyone else in the suburbs, like Ripon Rogers, they were driving cars or getting the big beautiful SUVs because I can see cars. I really love the look of cars. I like how I like sitting in them. I like feeling them. I like all the cool gadgets in the cars. But everyone else getting this big, beautiful SUV and these big, beautiful cars. And I couldn't. And I'm like, I wish I could be like them, and I just have a big, beautiful car, and I can drive out in the cornfield, smell cow poop in the morning, and chickens, and 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 see farmers work on their cornfields and just drive. I'm not a city person, okay? I'm forced to live in the city because of my disabilities. If Tim Wall said, Dustin, you can use a self-driving car tomorrow and have a Tesla. I'm like, yes, I can finally live out in the suburbs and in the cornfields and just have Tesla drive me everywhere.
1: Yeah.
0: But... Until that happens, I'm forced to live in town, and I miss it. I miss like able to go out to see cornfields and smell cow poop, and and deal with chickens. I love chickens. They're dumb, but um, but but I I do like them because they let you pet them and snuggle with them. And True. I just I just miss living out there. But you know I can't because of my disability. So I I'm kind of like torn inside like with that issue like I love living in town because I can like oh I can take the train I can be in St. Paul in 15 minutes I can be in Bloomington in 15 minutes I can take the bus and be at the airport in 10 and you yeah, know man I love that like, I can travel by myself but I miss the country to be honest with you I grew up in a small town called Wake Park outside of St. Cloud Minnesota where I lived in the Latino trailer park I was the only white family in the trailer park and my trailer park was in the middle of a cornfield. Um, I used to watch Spanish TV shows, but I cheated. I used the English, a lot of the Spanish TV channels and here in America comes from California. So the broadcast is from California. And California Smart, they put subtitles on their Spanish shows in English. <laughs> so, so all these romantic Spanish shows I could watch and I could <laughs> read the subtitles. <laughs> so I didn't have to learn Spanish. I just cheated and read the subtitles. Um, and then and then then the radio stations we had that were spanish because a lot of them were from mexico um they were from central mexico so we didn't have the seafood and stuff we had more of the cornbread and all that stuff Um, and then, and then the radio station, they'll play one song in Spanish, one song in English, one song in Spanish, one song in English. And there was another one that would play the Spanish song version and then the English version afterwards. So then like you can hear both versions. And I loved it because they got to listen to the same music as me. I'm like, okay, this is the Spanish version. The English version is going to (laughs) be (laughs) next. So I I grew up around a lot of Mexicans, I'm going to say, or we call them Latinos here um, in Minnesota um but i never re- i never really had to learn spanish because I, the people i hung out with they were in they would, in school they would learn english
1: mm-hmm. so at
0: home they would speak spanish and around me they would speak english mm-hmm. um so i could i could interact with them in english with their spanish culture i like the sing i like the spanish holiday of cinderita when the girl turns like in 15 because yeah. um because they would have so much food and presents and dancing and music huh. and <laughs> and and I and um, I would al- me they would always make me feel included. Um, and, and the good thing is we're all in the mobile home park, so and we're also all broke. So so there's no like hey I have Nikes ha 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 you have lesser shoes than me. It was like we all broke and we all all understood each other. We All our parents worked at the factory in town and they all got paid the same wage and we all lived in the same mobile park. And it was just a nice, peaceful community. I trusted my neighbors. I knew all my neighbors' names, even if I couldn't say them properly because they're in Spanish.
1: <laughs> well, um,
0: and then, Yeah, I, 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 I had a good childhood, man.
1: Dustin, many people listening may wonder How much is food where you live? Like, how much is a breakfast, a
0: lunch, a dinner? Can you tell us that? It depends on where you live in Minnesota. Because I'm in Minneapolis, so it takes downtown Minneapolis, the biggest city in Minnesota. So it takes more resources to ship food here. So I pay normally $2 more than what people do in the suburbs. Oh, so, like, for cereal, my cereal, like, in the suburbs, if you were, like, Brooklyn Park, Brooklyn Center, out suburbs, you might pay $4 box, four for a box of cereal. No. For me, I'm paying $6. Good. Because we don't have no trains to ship. Okay, so the good thing about the East and West Coasts are, they have hundreds of rail networks. So when the food comes out in the ports, they can train everything in. Minnesota, we're in the freaking up by Canada where we only have really have highway highway access and the only train track we have is from that goes from Washington state always through North Dakota through the mountains and stuff all the way to Chicago. So we only have like one international train route. So everything has to be shipped here by semi truck. So fruits and vegetables are more expensive here because to get them, because we're like a cold state, we have to ship them all the way from California, Florida, Alabama, and stuff, and they and they and they have to put them in a chilling truck so they don't expire on the way up here. But if you want someplace, if you want food like corn, tomatoes, mm-hmm. apples, food that actually is grown in Minnesota, you can get it for dirt cheap. But if you want food like growing that's down south, like grapes and stuff that we can't grow here in Minnesota, you're going to pay like five or six dollars for it for a pound.
1: Um, let's say a lunch or a dinner outside your house. How much you pay? Fifteen,
0: sixteen dollars, but that's for a burger and fries. Like if I go to eat, I'll cost me fifteen or sixteen dollars in a sit down restaurant. At a, at a fast food, it might cost me 10 oh, okay. Okay. It, okay. It's kind of confusing because each city has different taxes. So if I go right. here in Minnesota, Minneapolis is going to be ch- more expensive than if I go out to Brooklyn Center that has cheaper taxes.
1: You know, listening to you, I say you would be a great person to work in the tourism kind of jobs. Uh- <laughs>
0: I I was thinking about it, but that's Mall of America. We're not like tourism. We're tourism for the mall. I do kind of more tourism for the mall, not for the state. Yeah. But but the issue is finding those kind of jobs are kind of hard here in Minnesota because I'm sorry to say most of those jobs are filled up by baby boomers. Um, and the issue is unless people start dying, there's not going to be no job opening. Because a lot of baby boomers, they like those jobs because they they can sit in an office, make ads for the state and all that stuff, and it's simpler work. And a lot of older people, they like that job because it's simpler work, so there's a lot of competition for it.
1: Right, right. So, Dustin, what are,
0: for our listeners, your final thoughts? Say whatever you want. I'm going to say is... I want you guys to think about coming to Minnesota. We don't have fancy things like New York, San Francisco, <laughs> Seattle, Washington. But if you guys come here and you're just living off your Social Security check, you guys will have a better life. Because our rent, the highest rent here is 1500 So, And that's for a new apartment building. So if you guys are getting like two thousand, three thousand social security, or I mean, or like, or like you're living with someone, like two or three people, and you're coming here split rent, it's gonna be cheaper here. We're a newer city, so we have newer trains, newer buses, newer sidewalks, newer trails, newer parks, and um, and I love it here because we're We're from most of my immigrants here are from Scandinavia, a cold, friendly place. And a lot of times, even when, like, we're not in the mood to be friendly, we try to be friendly. Um, because we want everyone to feel welcome here in our state. Um, um, the the two major cities, because because I didn't get to that, because I'm busy talking about a bazillion other things that don't really matter, is, like, St. Paul and Minneapolis. So if, like, you talk to people like Jesse, who lives on the St. Paul side of the river, um, he does, like, he does, like... A gaming channel. He works for State Services for the Blind. Um, He's going to have a different life experience than me, because I live in with around fancy office towers and business people and tourist hotels because the Mall of America and blah blah blah. But if you go to the St. Paul side of the river, you have the capital, single family homes. It's still major city, a lot of older apartments that are a little bit. They're even cheaper than where I'm paying because I live in a newer city. Um, It's like quieter the u of m the university of minnesota is over in the saint paul over in saint paul um it's a it's a different kind of life than where i live so if like you interview someone from over in saint paul because minneapolis we have two we have three major cities four major cities duluth that's up by canada we have rochester that's like down by the wisconsin-iowa border we have Mankato, that's by North Dakota-Minnesota border. And then we have St. Paul, that's the capital. That's If I literally walk to the river, like a half an hour walk, and I look across the river, I could see St. Paul. Um, there's St. Paul, where Minnesota started. And then there's Minneapolis, where, because St. Paul didn't have enough room, people are now moving over here. So um, it depends on where you live in Minnesota. It, it can you can have two different experiences. Like Jesse has an own St. Paul who he does the technology stuff at State Service for the Blind. He has a completely different experience of Minnesota than I do over here because the cities are built different. The cities have two different designs because it was built in two different generations. Mine's been built in the last 30 years. Jesse's town, St. Paul, has been built over the last 600 years. So there's even some buildings left that the Native Americans built. So it's... So it's so just the designs of the cities are different. And what do you prefer, an older, slower town? Or do you prefer a bustling, like New York style city over here in Minneapolis, like I do? So. Dustin, finally, how can people reach out to you? My email is dustin, D U S T I N, limber, L I N D B E R G, two at gmail.com. And then um, and also you can you can message me through Instagram because if you guys try to message me through Facebook, message me. If I don't know you, I'm going to ignore you. Because I work at the mall, so I get spam messages from people that want to know about the mall when I'm not working. And I get and I get messages from like know those people. Oh, I'm an influencer. I'll charge you thirty dollars to grow your fans. So I don't I try to <clears throat> using Facebook Messenger. So if you want to communicate with me, I know Instagram's not the most accessible platform, but that's the only platform I'm willing to share things with people. Um, and my and my Instagram name is Dustin Limberg two because someone in Germany sold Dustin Limberg one and that pisses me off. But um, I, on Instagram, my name is Dustin Limberg two, and you should see me a lot of my pictures of me at the mall because I'm sorry to say, 95% of my life I'm at the mall. <laughs> And and Instagrams about showing what's happening in your life, and 95's of my life, I'm at the mall. So, <laughs> well, Justin, it's been great having you on.
1: Thank you for that friendship that began on YouTube and yeah. it continues to flourish.
0: Yeah, and I, these I days. And, yeah. and one of these days, man, you yeah. have to send me your website. So I can post that in my group because like nine because we have huge Spanish communities in rural Minnesota. They'll actually benefit by reading your website in Spanish.
1: <laughs> so oh, oh, thank you, Dustin. Yes, I'm gonna do that today. Actually, I'm gonna send you through email for sure. Thank you for for letting me letting me know about that. And for yeah. our listeners, I say for our listeners, remember to be honest. I like honesty i think honesty is the best policy in life um and i like dustin because he's honest and he says what is in his mind you know he's not hiding anything he's just him you know what i mean and that's in my view is important i always been honest and i know our listeners have been listening to me for more than 11 years i do this because i'm able to talk, say whatever I want to say and share whatever I want to share and have people that they want to have on the show that are going to give a good amount of information about the blind and visually impaired people in this planet Earth. So if you want to be on the show, remember, you can email me at lowvisionbureau at gmail.com. And that's all for today. This is Alvaro from LDB Show saying goodnight. Dustin, that was nice, and I, I like your honesty. I really do.
0: Yeah, and if you need me to do another one, I can. Because I feel like I didn't tell... Okay, I told the basic information, but once, man, you see how those ratings go, I'll give you more if you need to. No, but it, it, it was great. You know,
1: we'll, we'll have time for more in the future, I'm sure, Dustin, because there are so many things to
0: discuss. Yep, with other blind people. So I'm not the only person with this, with a story. Yeah, yeah,
1: everybody has a story to.